0: Hi, this is the three Big 3 Pod, and welcome to our newest episode. I'm Kostas. I'm here with Alki. Unfortunately, uh, Gav couldn't join us this time. Um, we'll be talking about uh, cup results in midweek, uh, the Greek Cup semifinals that took place, and then we'll move on to this weekend's Super League action and talk about what happened there and what it will mean for the Super League. So we'll begin with the Greek Cup, um, two semifinals, Ike losing to Bauk 1 0 at home with a late, uh, with an amazing free kick by Morg in the end of the game. Um, meanwhile, Olbiakos with a 1 1 draw away to Paziana. And, okay, uh, I guess you didn't have a chance to catch that, but i mean, Yeah, I mean, I grabbed honestly, some highlights.
1: That yeah. free mm-hmm. kick. <laughs> uh,
0: what a shot. <laughs> it honestly, it felt like that was the classic. Matched it with n 0 because both cl- teams were just that atrocious, honestly. Um, obviously, we'll talk about this this weekend. I have, in a way, turned it around this weekend. But in midweek, they were atrocious. Ezra Pauk, to be fair. I'd feel like that, that game just didn't really deserve a winner, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Um, obviously, individual brilliance in the end made the difference. Great free kick by Morg. And,
1: uh, I mean, how long was he on the pitch for? before that yeah, kick I happened. I think he
0: was substituted 88th, something like that. Very yeah, late, it was so.
1: very late. He couldn't have been on more than a few minutes, honestly. But
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, honestly, Balk, um looked to be the better of these two teams, despite both being in well, pretty terrible form as we both. <laughs> um, yeah. What do you think? Like, how do you see the second leg game going in Thessaloniki? Uh,
1: pff, it's hard to say, really um both teams are very hot and cold like we saw today i came out and found a bit of recovering resurgence i'd say but it's all you got to take that with a grain of salt because you know you can't take both in wins and losses you can't take you know one game as the basis for how they should go moving forward so while they did play well today you know we like we saw earlier midweek and last week they could at the drop of a hat just put in an abysmal performance so it's it's really hard to say especially with both teams because they've both equally been on a hot and cold streak a lot lately so it's it's i don't know it should be exciting honestly
0: yeah i feel the same way i feel like paul coming away with a one nil win won't be obviously won't be the end of the world for Aik because absolutely not whatever happens they'll just need to score they were always yeah. going to have to score no matter what, even if the game ended zero zero, so I don't think a lot will change in that sense. But I honestly I can't I can't even say that Pauk are favourites to go through in this game because they have a lead. But I feel like this just obviously we'll talk about it later. But Pauk is, as you said, very unconvincing right now. Both teams are very hit and missed. Yep. I honestly can't predict how this will go. My prediction is. Uh, Ike takes a lead you know early in the game somewhat middle of the game who knows and uh, i can definitely see pauk ruining our hopes with say a last minute winner or uh, you know equalizer <laughs> so to speak equalizer so to speak but yeah um i guess that more or less covers the aic match obviously we'll talk more about the two clubs when we discuss this weekend's action yeah but we'll move on to the uh, other cup game which was honestly a very surprising one. If you caught the highlights down, uh, Pazianna against Olympiacos in Janina. Yeah. Um, one, one draw. And honestly, I don't know about you, but I feel like that was lucky for Olivia. They were lucky to come. Very lucky the one, one. Um,
1: uh, it's been for me personally and in football one hell of a week. So my mind's kind of all over the place, but I, I do remember yeah, this it's... game. Actually, I did catch some mm-hmm. of it. Um, and I completely agree. Oliviakos, very lucky to come away with that result, <laughs> to be quite honest. boss have been playing great. I mean, we've said that multiple times in recent months, but especially in a game like this, they, you know, they, they handled so Bonafinakos three weeks in a row. And they, yeah, they weren't afraid to take it to Oliviakos, man. They, you know, this is one of their only, you know, challenges or competitions
0: where they have nothing to lose at this point.
1: Mm.
0: Honestly, I can definitely see them pulling off an upset, even against this Olympiacos side, you know, with the kind of professionalism Martins has introduced to this team, not to underestimate any opponent. I feel like you just saw, you saw maybe a few traces of that because Bas were really all over them. I mean, sure, Olympiacos created chances as well, don't get me wrong, but the expectation was, or at least a mainly uninformed fan looking at this game, his expectation of it would be that Olympiacos would be all over passing. Absolutely. So. And they but, were just, I guess the word for me is they were unconvincing. Yeah, I think that's the way to put it. Um, they were, they had their chances, but pass really should have been 2-0 up earlier than that. I mean, the amount of 1v1s they missed, um, yep. chances they missed in general, you just have to give them credit. And Yanikis has done an amazing job. I don't know if you saw it on uh, Twitter, but there was a banner that went viral that was hanging off the uh like the tarat the balcony of the house there basically yep. saying yeah yaniki minne fevro, basically meaning uh thou." yeah <laughs> basically yeah uh, stay or i'll jump from the balcony yeah they Honestly,
1: they really they, they have high hopes on them and rightfully so he's done an amazing job but yeah they he's turning around he's he's their savior right now <laughs>
0: Do you, do you see him moving on to big club when all you know the season is absolutely set and he should Aik, Bauch, both of them are probably going to be looking for new managers? Yeah,
1: I mean, away. I would think or hope so. It's it's hard to say, not that boss are a small club. Uh, I don't know if somebody would take the leap and make that big of a jump, but like we just said, I mean, Ike and both Ike and Pauk may be looking for new management so. I could easily say he definitely deserves a shout. kind of depends on how Addis, I guess, I don't want to say finish out the season, but what they decide to do in the offseason, if they decide to keep their manager as well, because rightfully enough, I'd assume he's probably... Yeah, I'd assume he's a shoo-in to stay. Yeah, he'd be one that I'd say have
0: a priority over Yanikis right now, but, you know, either one of them. Yeah, he's a... I mean, there's been... There's been, I read some rumors online on Twitter that Yannick uh, is in talks to extend his contract. And basically, his two options were staying at Yanina or going back to Germany, which for me was very interesting because he's really made a name for himself in the Greek game. Obviously, there are rumors. We don't know how much of a basis there is to them. Just want to make that clear. But it's very interesting. And honestly, if they're true, I don't understand it because he's really made a name for himself in Greek football now. Even, you know, big club, so to speak, you know, the top five uh, fans of those clubs know his name now. Um, and honestly, probably, want, I mean, I would take him at Ike in a heartbeat from what he's shown. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it'll just be interesting to see. And I mean, this, ga- this game just was a perfect example of that. Not afraid to play a big side, um, playing good football in the process. And honestly, I'm looking, I'm kind of, I'm excited if he stays. I'm actually excited to see what can do next season in a sense because i think they can definitely make the playoffs
1: for for the competition and the the league itself not just because and panathinaikos are officially out but i wouldn't uh i wouldn't be opposed to pass you know going through or winning the cup honestly that that would be no. nice to see <laughs> yeah um but within with reference to rumors i mean like we all know obviously we're not taking anything serious about it but as we should know social media and and greek rumors <laughs> always yeah. those again got to take that with a grain of salt because man do they love to uh <laughs> stir up drama wouldn't it be uh wouldn't it be greek if it wasn't any drama though right <laughs> i mean there's the amount
0: of rumors that have been untrue obviously you know, we have to take it with a grain of salt as you say but if it's true then it's definitely surprising yeah no absolutely and we'll see them i mean tomorrow they face off against i think it's Lamia. um I think they're like uh, obviously just kind of jumping a bit to re- league results. But in a sense, I just feel like uh, I'm, I'm going to be watching that game because I feel like this past side mm. could absolutely demolish in that game. Um, oh,
1: absolutely. I mean, they're in a great run of form right now. They're probably one of the more yeah, exciting exactly. teams to watch in the league, to be quite mm-hmm. honest. Um, so, I mean, there's yeah, no reason definitely.
0: not to. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, I mean, back to Cos. Yeah. Um, I would say, as you said, unconvincing, but also nothing more than maybe a bad day out at the office. I'm sure, Pass really took the game to them. But at the end of the day, you know, back at the Karskaki, they really should be taking this one home. Yeah, I mean, if the they chances. took it to
1: them and they kind of had their foot on neutral, it's kind of scary what they do if they, you know, <laughs> put it into first gear <laughs> in, in a sense. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, they, they, you you could say they weren't true. I think they were... Uh, I mean, lucky. It was not lucky because it was an absolute... It was a great goal by Hassan to equalize it in this game. But uh, without that goal, I feel like they would have been in serious trouble because this pass side could definitely go to the Karaskaki and score an away goal, and perhaps because... Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm around. not
1: I'm not saying they're kind of in neutral in the sense that they didn't mm-hmm. try that game, but you can see in some phases of the game, in a lot of games, they, they find that switch to turn on and... Take it to a team, uh, and other times they just can't seem to figure it, but yeah, credit to Hassan. I mean, regardless of whatever yeah, the performance, that was a, what a that goal! Was a wonder <laughs> that you was, know, that we was got we day. got two really great wonder goals in, in the cup this week, to be honest. The yeah, free kick definitely. and his, I mean,
0: <laughs> definitely. And I mean, he got uh, obviously, again, jumping here, but uh, he got two goals as well this weekend, so he's been he's definitely in good form, but absolutely yeah, I guess we'll come to that guess we'll come to that now um, I think that wraps up pretty much the Greek Cup for this week. Um moving on to the Super League, I guess we'll begin with the playouts. So, um Volos beating Panatholikos 3-1 and uh good performance by Volos solid performance but you just feel like Panatholikos is in a world of trouble right now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, got to be worrying for them honestly. Uh just not not great results as of late and you know this past weekend's result doesn't help their situation um i don't know if anybody makes a chance to move this late in the season i think they just see the season out but i like we said it wouldn't be tragedy and dramatic if it wasn't greek and we've seen crazier things so <laughs> they they may pull off something but um i don't know what about you what are your thoughts
0: yeah, they're my. I mean, I already, I remember saying it a few weeks ago, saying they were my favorite to go down. Um, that hasn't changed. I mean, first of all, they're a very unproductive side. I feel like everything they do just runs through uh, Arribe, who, to be fair, is their most skilled player. But you know, he can't. One carry guy it. is not an eleven. Like
1: I think, like Michael likes to say from Hellas Footy, they just they <laughs> he drills into him, but he they play such just. Uninspiring, ugly football. Like there's just yeah. nothing to them. Definitely, it's,
0: uh, it's a shame, honestly. When you because this Pantericos side two years ago was one two years ago in the early times of last when he was still there. Yeah, like, actually playing good football, had good players. Like um, absolutely. Yeah, that seems to have really fizzled out lately. um Obviously, as you said, favorites to go down. Even today, they really just didn't threaten. They had the goal from uh, I think it was the penalty from Vergos and otherwise no attacking output defensively not really solid to be fair the goals they conceded you know one was a long shot one was a penalty the other was a set piece in, the yeah. same, in that sense there were no real open play goals but still um at the end of the day they did concede three goals and uh i mean especially in a game that meant pretty much nothing to volos because they're safe they're they can't fight for anything and obviously they can't get relegated. Yeah.
1: Pantolicos are a bit, uh, they're in a tighter spot than Volos are. So even if Volos showed up with their B team, I mean, Pantolicos, they just have to put out a better product and they haven't been for a while now. So, you know, like I kind of agree with you. They they might be the favorite to go down, honestly, at this rate. Yeah. it's. Well, I mean, when was their me, last game that they got a, a result or a win?
0: I mean, they got a result uh, last week against Lamia. Um, and they got a home win against actually Volos surprisingly, okay. Uh, a week, a few weeks back. it's, it's okay. been a while though. I think it was the beginning yeah. of March when they've last gotten their win, and uh, before that, it was you know the famous Melissa's incident. Famous oh right, right, show. right,
1: right. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but, yeah, I and mean,
0: that's that's been close to two two months now, and they've uh, not really shown any convincing performance. Not that that was that convincing either, but.
1: Yeah, I'm looking they now. Outside, outside of those positive. two wins, they've had since last time they won was in January. Everything else yeah. has been a loss and a you know a tie here or there. But yeah, yeah there's I'm, a lot of there's a lot of red when I'm looking at the fixture.
0: <laughs> it's not looking yeah, good. Definitely. They have to be the favorites to go down, and Velas is just you know as you said before about the playing style. It's just not been inspiring. And no. I mean, I, I guess that'll tie straight into. Our next game, because that's the relegation rivals, Apollon is drawing against Ofi at home.
1: Talk about uninspiring.
0: (laughs) Talk about uninspiring, indeed. I mean, do you watch that game?
1: Uh, No, I tried to catch some highlights uh, or what limited of them were. (laughs) Uh, I mean, Ofi pulling a draw does them, I think, a little bit better, but, you know we were hoping that last, the, the result prior, that was maybe some kind of resurgence for them. Or as my Yaya likes to say, uh, neftisto golo. But it, it <laughs> didn't do anything for them. <laughs> you know, they came back yeah. out and drawing with Apollon. I mean, not that Apollon are a great team, but they're not terrible either. They're just, you got to think, like I said, the, uh, they have no sense of urgency and just uninspiring mm-hmm. play. I mean, yeah. I don't know.
0: I mean, yeah, I, I watched that game. Uh, that's 90 minutes of my life. I'm never going to get back. Um, <laughs> Offie started Ofi started it well, to be fair. You know, there was urgency in there, but after after 20 minutes, 10 minutes even, it all really fizzled out. And uh, what I see in a lot of these Ophi games is just they keep a lot of possession, keep the ball in the opponent's half also, but they just can't transformed that into actual offensive it
1: reminded me a lot of the Georgia game for the Ethniki really Mm -hmm. 15-20 minutes had a plan and then just kind of not that Apollon figured them out per se but they just it's like they switched off for whatever reason like you said they kept possession everything but nothing came of it yeah
0: it's very uninspiring as you said I guess they're lucky that there was no Quarachelia there to punish them later on yeah (laughs) not converting because, to be fair, Apollo and Sminus were just as uninspiring. We'll give it to them. You know, they are six-point clear at this point. Yeah, this I mean, arc, they're pretty they're comfortable. Seven, uh, yeah. Seven points clear. and Of, uh, of
1: Olfi. I mean, they've got, you know, the next two teams below them. But, I mean, uh, yeah, they're six yeah. games clear of Olfi. They're, they're not, not fighting for anything at this
0: point. I feel like they're just nope. trying to ride the season out, especially with a new coach there. I think it's Maki Schavos now on their bench. Very hard to keep track these days of all these... Uh, coaching appointments but uh yeah very uninspiring as well um i guess we'll move on to another uninspiring team in the form of atromitos (laughs) and maybe not so uninspiring team in the form of larissa who came away with a win and honestly played quite well i would say
1: yeah no larissa have been great uh atromitos just i always every time i look at their name it just reminds me of you know, atrocious because <laughs> a lot of the time that's how their football is played. Again, uninspiring, like you said. Uh, Larissa still on a pretty good high and good form. They're winning. Um, so they, they might dig themselves out now. They're only, you know, game, game and a half out from sixth, really, I think, fifth.
0: Yeah. They're, I think they're two points away from Offie, if I'm yep. not wrong. Um, yep, two points
1: and then three points behind one, Lamia. Yeah, one so, yeah. yeah
0: they, they definitely have the potential to pull out there, uh, especially if Lamia lose the pass tomorrow, which I'd expect to happen. But obviously, you know, you never know in Greek football. But uh, hmm. yeah, Atromitos were just—they had more of the ball again, same as Offi, Really, they had more of the ball, but they never really threatened. To be perfectly honest with you, um, their goalkeeper Mantas had a nightmare. Um, first goal was his fault and I feel uh, I feel like I jinxed it now because uh, uh. My, my blog <laughs> article the other week I listed him as one of the top seven talents in Greek football well, yeah exactly like, outside the top outside the top <laughs> five yeah he did not pay me back uh for my trust there but uh yeah and he came off I believe after that and must have been an injury um so yeah a very unlucky day for him today um made me eat my words right up. But uh, yeah, Atromitos, uninspiring from them. Um, again, they're not really fighting for something. So in a sense, it's understandable. But they'll they'll basically be free points now. for If Larissa, Panentolikos and uh, Ofi play these kind of teams, I feel like it's just going to be free points if you can properly take advantage of the fact that they just don't really care right now.
1: <laughs> and it's Greek football, so you can't expect anyone to take advantage of it. Anything other than Olympiacos, really. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I mean, uh, yeah, the playouts have been a very drab affair until now. You know, I feel like last year, at least you had uh, Panionios making, you know, I, I mean, at least that was an inspiring story. It may have failed in the end, but at least you had a bit more uh, action. In the play what a shame
1: out. for that club, too, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Historic Club, they went down um, by, what was it, two or three points in the end. It was very unlucky, but at least it there was action in there. These playouts, man, it's the top five teams just don't care. It's like All a luxury for them, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, that also brings up questions on whether the league should be played that way. Then again, that's a longer discussion for another time. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it definitely brings up those questions. I guess that will wrap up the playouts for us. And we'll move on to a pretty interesting playoff day. And um, we'll begin with the first result. Uh, Aris Eich won three at the Cleantes Vichelidi Stadium. Ike finally getting out of jail and uh, actually getting a pretty decent win after, I think it was three losses in a row. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's their first win- that's their first league win in a month. So you could definitely feel like that That was a bit of a tension release there for the team. Uh, How do you see that game?
1: I got to say I'm really thoroughly surprised with Aris at this p- performance more than Ike because like we've always said with Ike and Bauk, you know, results like they always show that the quality is there. It's just finding the consistency. So it's like you never know what you're going to get with them. They're literally like, you know, a walking – What's that movie, The Life of Box Chocolates, with uh Tom Hanks? <laughs> you never know what oh, you're gonna no get. <laughs> uh, but with Addis, they've kind of even in kind of games where we're like, uh, they kind of fell off, they still find a way. Um, and that was just not happening today. Um, you know, they gave up the penalty, uh, you know, giving up three goals and a half is kind of. You know, yeah, kind of puts I mean, the nail in the coffin at that point. Really, it's really hard to come back from a deficit like that, even however early Ike got it in. If Ike is able to hold off for 60 minutes with a three goal lead, that's telling you something. Yeah. So, um, Ike played well, it's credit to them. They they came back, you know, they. They had some of their players back in, too. It was nice to see Galanopoulos back out. Uh, I always butcher Captain this one well. name, um, Vasilyanotonopoulos, and I probably still <laughs> butchered that because he's got more syllables in his last, last name than I do. Uh, but, you know, Ansari Fad, too, leader of the team. So it, it's, it's great to see this for Ike just be able to bounce back. Ades obviously dropping some points. Now it's going to get a little interesting. We thought they had it more or less secured. So,
0: yeah, I mean, as you said, um, there's some choice, like some players we saw today where we were wondering where they were the entire time, so to speak. I mean, uh, Ansari Fard finally started, got a goal as well, uh, albeit a penalty, but he still had a good performance. Uh, when Oliveira has been starting every week, and not playing well. And, uh, you know, finally, he seemed to have had the balls to drop him. Uh, as you said, Galanopoulos back, not just back, but also as captain, which was uh, pretty good to see. And he really proved, it was a change back to 4-3-3, which I feel like really, uh, really solidified the midfield. Um, but Crazy also... Crazy solidified- what
1: happens when your job is threatening on the line, you know? <laughs> like, I just, I yeah. don't get it. It has to come to such an extreme or uh, like an ultimatum before managers need to like make the the necessary change that should have been done a while ago, you know? Yeah, it just
0: and, never I mean, Vas- makes sense. Vasladonopoulos is the prime example. I mean, the guy, as soon as Jimenez came in, I don't think he even did a training session. Nope. He, he basically... Put him in the doghouse instantly. Yeah, you're gone, basically. That simple. And uh, back he is in the team now, probably because he realized that right back is a serious issue. <laughs> it is for death, and it is for Ike as well. Um, yeah. Which is ironic, obviously, considering we have uh, two right-backs in the team, but they're not that good, so that creates the right-back problem. But Vassil credit to him because that was a massive performance today. Great goal as well. Huge. I mean, the guy ran yeah. from his own penalty box. So, credit to him for that. Um, yeah, honestly, all around a good match, but you know it would be we would be very uh, very fickle fans if we didn't also say that this doesn't paper over the cracks in a sense i still have fundamental issues basically um in their squad and i say squad more than the manager because very few managers could uh perform with this kind of squad let's put it that way
1: well, he inherited a bad team. You know, it's exactly, it's one thing. Exactly. You know, like we said, you can't put the blame, and that's in any situation. You know, so with Greek football, these guys come in and out. It's like a revolving door, as the old joke goes. But it's like you can't expect drastic changes and then kick a guy to the curb if you don't get results after a couple months. Like on the complete polar opposite, you look at Olfi. You know, they let it go on because they believed in the project too long but in this sense you bring a guy in mid-season and you know if some of the same problems are evident there at the end of the season the guy inherited a bad team there's not much you can do greek leagues don't spend and make drastic changes squad wise they just make drastic changes coaching wise and expect hey the team's good enough find a way to make it happen that's just not how things work uh, but it's obviously more the cost effective way obviously um yeah. so I mean I've said it before I don't think all of this is on the coach you got to give him at least until the next window let him get some reinforcements let him build his team in a sense before you can say okay this isn't working
0: mm-hmm. I mean definitely that's uh there there, there had been a lot of calls for Jimenez to leave after the last game oh and yeah you see I've, I've criticized a lot of his suggestion uh, a lot of his like decisions whether it's starting Svanmes at right-back, not playing Tankovic when he's one of our best swingers, all these things. But they pale in comparison to the mistakes our board has done in creating the squad. So I feel like him as, you know using him as a scapegoat, as you said just now, is just not going to be helpful. Um, and yeah, you got to give him at least a transfer window. And just one more thing I wanted to say on the uh, topic of, tra- of manager stability. Uh, I saw a stat the other day that, or, I mean, it's easy to check as well. Uh, the clubs with the longest manager tenure are Olbiakos first with Pedro Martins and uh, Pazianina actually second with Janikis, who's been there for almost two years now. And I mean, these teams are, maybe Aris joins that list as well, but these two teams are probably playing the the best football, so to speak, in the league imagine what what
1: continuity does for a team (laughs) like exactly
0: ah it's just so frustrating yeah but the thing is on the other hand it's hard to find continuity when the board itself appoints short-term solutions as managers when you're appointing say i don't know makis chavos as a as a coach or babis anyone really who's, uh, you know, popular in the revolving door, you're basically accepting the fact that you're not going to build a long-term project. They're cheap, dude.
1: I mean, Greeks, we all know, we're all Greek. And for those that aren't, that listen, like, you know, a Greek or two, like, we're stubborn. We never want to take blame for stuff. Like, that's just in our nature. Mm -hmm. And it's evident in football, especially when you have Greeks that have some money and don't want to see, you know, failure they don't want to take the blame for some failure. And it's just, it's evident in that they just, whatever they can see to stead the ship and just kind of get over the line, but still show, hey, we're going to fire this guy and bring in a new coach, but you're not really doing anything. That's not, you're taking action just for the sake of saying you could, but are you really taking, you know, a a constructive approach? No, (laughs) because, you know, here we are 20 points behind Olibiakos for any of the big teams, uh, this isn't this isn't sustainable. You know, we can bitch and cry and complain all we want, how much Olympiacos controls league or how much they've been helped or whatever it is, but end of day, do something about it. And nobody else is, you know? If places two through five are 20 points behind, but are within one or two point each of, of each other, that just proves how big of a problem it is in football. It's, it's not the quality. It's just all, all around It's a bigger problem. Uh, you got bigger problems to worry about and step up, yeah. you know, it's just, <laughs> it's frustrating, especially as we come to the season end, you know, we'll obviously wrap up and talk about that and who the surprise are, all that stuff. But it, I think overall the, the product we're putting out, it's just, you know, inexcusable to complain. Yeah. When you're yeah. not even within reaching, it just shows how far of a step behind or two we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I, argue, I agree with that. I mean, whether you're whatever fan of, if you're a fan of Greek football, let's put it that way, you're going to be disappointed with how this season has gone. And it's not because your team hasn't won the title or because they got knocked out by Arsenal in the Europa League or anything like that. It's because the country has just underperformed on all levels this year. Um, whether it's the ethnic, whether it's in Europe, obviously, um, or whether it's just showing a quality product in the league, as you said, non-existent. I mean, it'll there. go
1: on to the the next result or dealing with Panathinaikos. You know, we can go over that, but it's like Olympiacos, and we'll we'll touch on this with the game. But they just won their forty-sixth title. They yeah. want to complain whatever 46 titles i don't even remember who comes up close if it's by ghost or ike that's in second with like 20 or something they're like more yeah, than double ahead half i think it's yeah. more than double of what it is and it's just mm-hmm. that speaks to volumes the bigger problem it's just i don't know it's a very frustrating thing you know because i i hate you know seeing you know teams like Olympiacos win, like you know they get to get on their high horse and deservedly so um uh, because we're not nobody's challenging nobody's taking the next step or approach to do anything to put a better product out there and even challenge these teams for you look up on Athenikos, they if if they even make europe this year it'll be the first time in three years because they haven't been able to because of ffp you know, when you've got stuff like that going on and you've got stuff like 20 points behind and stuff like what the ethnic is putting out and who the EPR uh, uh, appointing on the board and how things are controlled, it's its just, it's unacceptable, man. I mean, we can rant and rave all we want about this for till I die <laughs> uh, at this point, but it's just a uh, feel like a broken record, you know, uh, like we said on all fronts, just with everything in Greece, the product they're putting out is just, you know, it's poor. It's, yep. it's terrible. Uh, definitely.
0: I want to touch on one more thing that you said with the manager continuity, how, you know, Greeks are cheap in that sense. I feel like another issue is also just the insane ego of these club presidents. Um, in many cases, many cases, it's going to be the club president that makes the decisions on how the club is run. That's how it's done at AEK. That's how it's done at, uh, you know, PAOK, Panathinaikos. Maybe not so much since they had a technical director, but I mean it's still Alafuzo's calling the shots essentially. Yeah,
1: it's just a smokescreen, dude. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> we all know exactly, it. <laughs> exactly. You're not fooling and anyone.
0: It's it's when like the that. The club everywhere. is run like that. When the club is run like that, when there's no expertise at the club, and I say this with a notable exception because I feel like Olbiakos, um, the work, uh, Carambeo, Christopher has done since being appointed director of football. Has been excellent, really. And you can say a lot about Marina. He's and obviously he's a very controversial figure. We've heard a lot about his corruption scandals, you know, his drugs scandals, all that stuff. But at least he delegates running the football club to competent officials. And you have to say that you have to say that about him, no matter what you think of the person. And believe me, I I would say I have a certain hate for that person, but I can still accept the fact. That he delegates running the club to actual competent members, and perhaps that's one of the reasons why they're so far ahead. There's many. But to, your,
1: but to your point, for Godambele, what what what's his background? He
0: used to play, basically.
1: That's, exactly. that's They've a- got a guy that knows and played the game involved in making decisions. Where <laughs> else do you have that in Greece? Even with Ethniki, how many people that we do we have in charge that are football people?
0: He had the chance with Zagorakis to get in a few of his, you know, friends. Ex- oh, I'm for, saying it's a step players. in the right
1: direction, but I'm no, saying no. generally speaking, I mean, Zagorakis it took how long? And he was part of that team and what? It took him 20 yeah, yeah. years almost.
0: And I'm saying we still we still blew it because we didn't get his uh, you know, his, friends. C- so we speak, didn't get his, his team, players, his crew, quote unquote. Exactly. Yeah. With his fresh with fresh ideas on how the Epoch could be run. And we still didn't get them in. And uh, yeah, it just... Uh, we, as you said, and Karepeo isn't even show. from
1: Greece. He's a foreigner. We always complain about these foreigners, but sometimes these foreigners that are involved in football are the only ones that know what to do.
0: I mean, you couldn't have put it better than I did. I, I can't put it better than you. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I guess, I guess that basically sums up our little rant on the state of Greek football. Um, yeah. <laughs> We'll move on to the last two games. Um, Asteras Tripoli is facing Pauk at home, and that was an interesting one because uh, I'm sure you've seen it on Twitter, seen it in the highlights. A lot of controversy in there. At the end, it ended 1-1. Um, Pauk scored with an amazing Swiderski goal and then equalized by... Pauk I mean, got lucky, not,
1: man. I'm yeah, just going got... to come out and say it. We've seen it on Twitter. We've heard it from Kutakos, obviously, but was there, I, I saw Greg from Hellas Footy put posted on their result i was there var there because i mean i don't know if it's up for debate if they were even questionable decisions or calls cost i mean two very obvious blatant penalties compared to you look at the game we'll talk about right after this for some of the calls that went on there i mean yeah i said i should have had this in the bag dude
0: yeah um, no doubt about it really i mean. Uh... They played well as well. They had chances even without the penalties. And when you take the penalties into account, really, yeah, as you said, couldn't have put it better. Balk got lucky. Um, I mean, they could have have been been getting lucky a lot a lot lately, too. (laughs) They could have, I mean, they could have gone ahead Asteras already with that. I don't know if you saw it, but that Pascalaki's blunder, Jesus Christ. I mean, we talk oh, about him man. a lot on this pod, but I could still have not imagined that happening. It's it had never been that bad, at least. In uh, who
1: put it on there? Somebody wrote, I think, on Twitter earlier where they got the you know nickname for Pascalaki with all the errors he makes. They call him Pascala, like Pascala, Akis, <laughs> Pascalakis. <Aquis>. It's like, <laughs> what are you doing, man? I don't know how this guy is still employed. For every good game he has, he has five terrible games.
0: Um, and I mean, all that with Zivkovic on the bench. who is not a world beater, but he's better. Like, yeah, <laughs> <Simply> what <enough. laughs> what is going on
1: there? Uh, actually, French, oh man, I, it's Greek. I I don't have their handle right now. I can look it up, but they they cover you know all Greek football. They're from France, mm-hmm. uh, and they put an interesting stat out for you know Zolis, and this kind of goes in hand with you know Zivkovic being on the bench, kind of the. Uh, managerial decisions and game management that outside of all the goals and assists that we always talk about for all these wonder kids, especially Zolis, uh, they put out a stat of since he started coming under the radar, basically for bulk senior team um, almost played in every single game and played heavy minutes uh, it's obvious. Evi- it's obviously evident in his play as of late, since I think the beginning of the international break. But uh, it goes to show, like game management. Why is Zivkovic on the bench? Why is Zoli's not getting any breaks? You know, stuff like that. Just it, it boggles my yeah. mind. We talked about it with Ike. You know, where there has to come to an extreme before somebody decides to make a change in when those times have come, you know, Zolis was burnt out. He came off, Berg, uh, Merg came on and hit the game winning, amazing free kick. You know, it's like it was I mean, written yeah. for it to yeah, happen yeah. that way.
0: Like, I, mean, I agree with you. I'm a huge fan of Zolis, obviously, but Oh, you know, the guy's jaded. He needs a rest. Um, but I feel like even that is just the least of Park's problems. Um, they need a rebuild and they need it badly. Um, Players like Crespo and, you know, as much as he is a club legend, Vierinia should not be at Pauk next season. Um, players like, to be fair, Swiderski scored a wonder goal today, but he has not been performing all season. Um, players like that, just they, it's it's just not reminiscent of the title-winning Pauk side we saw in 2018, uh, 2019. Sorry, and. Uh, Yeah, that's all I can really say. I mean, they need a rebuild badly, um, as does Ajax. We know that. uh, Perhaps for Falk it's not quite as urgent because they don't have that many problems in all of those positions that Ajax does. But then again, you know, they need a new keeper, right back, or even just playing Rodrigo, really. Um, Yeah, what can you say, really? I mean, they've basically, yeah. They have a lot of issues in the team. That's all you can really say about that. And uh, Oh, the old
1: guard versus the new guard. That's what we keep saying. Uh, those two guys you mentioned earlier, they, they did get extensions. So everyone's not a fan of it. Contracts in Greece are never long-term unless they're, you know, for the younger academy players. So I'm never opposed to someone like Crespo getting a one-year extension. Obviously, it means they're not putting – all their eggs in one basket for lack of better terms, but I don't mind those types of extensions, you know, just for, you know, solidity in the team, veteran experience, but yeah, they shouldn't be on the team in a sense of regular starters. Uh, The other problem though, with Greek football is it's not like your top five leagues where giving a guy a one year means they're not serious. It still takes away. That's a one-year extension of wages and fees for a guy like Crespo who's probably not as cheap as a local grown player, you know, that basically takes away from Bach, maybe finding a replacement for him. So it's extensions like just that. a I, cheap
0: foreign one, really. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's, it's, I usually don't mind them, but at this point we know that extension f- for Crespo and Virenia means they're not going to go out and find a, a replacement or a guy in his position to come in because they just spent, you know, that budget type on the guy like that. So, I don't know. It's, you know, the Kagawa, same thing. Huge marketable player, but he's a foreigner and he's probably on some pretty high wages and he's not young. Um, so they, they definitely need a huge rebuild. I definitely agree.
0: I mean, we said it on the pod really a few months back um, in the sense that, you know, it was in the time we were seeing a lot of uproar on Twitter, you know, a lot of hyping up of Kagawa. Uh, what a signing, so to speak. And I stand by what we really as a group said then that he's a very marketable signing. You know, I mean, we saw Park open the Japanese Twitter account. They've, you know, probably done some great sales progress in Japan, really. But he has not helped them on the pitch, really. Um, Obviously, you can't really judge if it was a good or bad signing, so to speak, because you can't really quantify the amount or you can, but we don't have access to the data for it um, of how the club has really performed from a market standpoint. But these kind of signings, as you said, just wage bill increases. And and it's like you guys, they
1: they sell a guy like Limnos, who obviously isn't having a great season, but I don't know how much they get from like 5 million or something, something Mm -hmm. cheap, 3 million. But in, in Greek football terms, that's a lot of money. And when you go and reinvest it in guys like this, what are you doing? Uh, it seems like they're almost banking on the hope or fact that. Uh, is it Norwich that bought Yanulis? I was get I think it's so. Norwich, yeah. You know, they're cashing on that fee for him. That'll help. You know, that could bring in three, four, or five good players for them. But it's like the way they've managed bringing in guys like this or these extensions that you can't help but think if they get 10, 15 million for Yanulis, how are they really going to spend it? Are they going to spend it correctly or not? Same with Zolis, If he leaves in the summer, you know, yeah. you get 10, 15 million, are they going to spend it
0: correctly or not? So, I mean, the, I like the term that, uh, I think it's Alan on Twitter that calls it basically the senators of Pauk. Um, that's really what they are. I mean, they're just senators at the club. They're old, basically old veteran players who have performed okay, but just, you know, investing your money in these kind of players, so to speak, is just not worth it. And seeing players that have performed well, being left off, off the on the bench, and I'm talking about players like Labru, players like Kermenchik. Cigaras. Not Cigaras, and not seeing them start, uh, or hell, even Mikhail uh, seeing these players not start, or even Rodrigo, that was another bizarre choice because he's their first choice right back usually, but Viorinha played in his place and honestly didn't have a great performance. But yeah, um, I feel that that sums it up. As you said, the old guard versus the new guard and Pauk, like Ike, really are in dire need of a rebuild. And I guess that sums up Pauk. Uh it is for us, and we'll move on to the big one, Derby of Eternal Enemies this weekend. Olympiacos come out victorious with three-one. Uh, penalty from akeda opened the scoring. Hassan equalizing off of a few of these mistakes just before halftime, scoring another later in the game, and then uh, you know
1: the third. I mean, the, it is what it goal. is. Yeah, it that, is. not really relevant to the score because exactly. you know exactly that was what stopped the game basically. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It would have been lost either way. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, how do you see that game from a Michael standpoint?
1: I mean, I not much to say. Uh, frustrating just based on the performance, not necessarily mm-hmm. the result. Uh, I think you and I talked earlier on Twitter just personally. I, I don't think there was – it kind of had that feel to a derby the first half, I feel, because it was very mm-hmm. open and very – choppy physical yeah. Although the Oliviakos fans are going to complain we were trying to take out their players but then we're flopping like it's a derby relax a b you guys won but the second half i think that this is more where i was talking about i don't i think Olibiokos kind of coasted to the victory or kind of put in neutral mm-hmm. you can see like they dominated but they weren't they had some moments pressing but it wasn't like you know they didn't play you know to the hype of a uh, you know, like a European match. And not that they should, but uh, the win today, I think would have been more convincing had they played really dominant uh, because the uh, win today, which obviously happened, uh, would have granted them their 46 title guaranteed. Uh, On the flip side, Panathinaikos, they played a very Mourinho style game in the beginning bologna i've kind of compared him to him almost all season the the cheap version obviously of him the romanian Mourinho. uh i hope it doesn't lapse like that in his second season because Mourinho tends to be astonishing in his second or third season if he makes it that far <laughs> as we see with spurs um <laughs> Just a very conservative match. Uh, Alexandropoulos was a great swap for them in the half because that helped solidify the midfield because Olibiokos were just kind of walking through there and there was no continuity or organization. But eh, outside of that, Jadziovanis and Majera tried the link up. You know, they were really on it in the first half and you just saw none of that in the second half. Um, yeah. Obviously, the, the biggest talk of the day, Diodis. I mean, I don't know what happened to him. Absolute shocker of a game. Uh, some of his decisions were just terrible. And, and the funny enough thing is, you know, he, he kind of turned it around with his decisions when they were already down. You know, he was making some weird saves, like, later in the game. I'm like, eh, he, can, he can make that save, but he can't freaking... Hold off a, a header from Hassan straight at him. Like, uh, I don't know. That's basic one-on-one goalkeeping, strong hands. It could have been the way it fell off his hands. A couple of times he came out to punch the ball when he should have grabbed it. Uh, that goal with Hassan getting a foot to it earlier, just a lot of just, it seemed like what they call rookie mistakes. Uh, from That's Halaki's him. vibes,
0: really. I mean, they're really. me coming, <laughs> coming out Coming out on those set pieces, at least. <laughs> just terrible, Um, you know, and
1: I was harsh on him, I guess, in a sense, just I, I was disappointed in his performance because he's been, like I told you, in great form lately, and I'd say easily top three keeper this season in league, if not number two, I'd say. Um, So, you know, everybody has their bad day today. Was it good? gave Olympiacos of all teams you know I would have rather than secure their 46 against maybe their next opponent or previous but it is what it is I, I do have to come in I do like I don't know if you saw the post game uh, interview with uh, they were asking Bologna on his thoughts of the game blah 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 he said you know I think we played okay you know there were a few things here and there that we should have done better but he's like I don't want to get into that deep of analysis until I get to watch the tape and you know, Olympiacos just won their 46th championship. You know, they deserve their congratulations. And uh, I respect them for that, you know. Yeah. It's good to see, you know, he has that respect for Martins in the club. And he can see that, hey, you know, we were we just had a bad day. Not going to get too deep into it. It is what it is. It's not going to change anything right now. Just got to keep moving. And I, I like his attitude about that the whole season. So, um, yeah congratulations to olibiakos shout out to the gate seven boys i'm sure they're happy and celebrating but yeah, yeah
0: i mean as you said uh, first of all it's just good to see a manager just be sporting uh in a situation where a club entity often would
1: well be. he's not greek too i should point out we said he's Romanian, so he's not finding excuses <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, you, I'm not sure what we'd see with a Greek coach, but I, congratulations, not likely. But uh, at any rate, as you said, I mean, Patnikos, they started off the half okay. The first half I liked watching. That was some, you know, good back-and-forth stuff, as you said. Um, the Alexandropoulos change reminded me a lot of Siopis in a way when he came on for the Ethniki a few weeks back because he he was not maybe not as explosive, but he was just very energetic, brought that energy to the midfield. He, just filled, well. he
1: filled a gap that was evidently just terrible. Yeah. You know, Villafane just couldn't can... do it all.
0: And he also just connected the midfield to attack better than someone like Vélez did because I, I don't really consider Vélez a d- defensive midfielder. I him much more as more of a defender, which is also where he played at Ares. Um, but yeah, um, obviously Puguras is sending off, put them in an even more difficult situation um with with the score at 1-1 um but yeah honestly I feel like you basically summed up the game pretty well congratulations on their 46th championship um it is a formidable achievement you know there's no point lying about that formidable achievement um I hope really that in the next weeks we'll get to see a few young players line up for them because if they'd still be in Europe, I'd understand, you know, maybe uh, you know taking every league game very seriously, playing your first eleven, and so on and so forth. But with the league title wrapped up, I feel like at least two or three young players seeing them line up, you know, players like Sudlis, players like
1: uh, even their keeper. I mean, let ha- let Saw have a, yeah. a, a an early vacation, man. Just
0: get so lucky son exactly.
1: Yeah, give these guys a know. break. They deserve it.
0: Mm, different players really i mean we are, we've all seen the names uh, that are being hyped so let's hope we get to see them in action really um as for pathnikos i wouldn't put too much stock in the, uh, i wouldn't take this result too well not too seriously obviously it's not too heavily do. it doesn't it doesn't yeah. affect us
1: too too much a draw it's would have a been derby, a lot nicer <laughs> yeah
0: it's still a derby obviously you never want to lose a derby but uh, at the end of the day you know from a Sporting point of view, most clubs are going to lose to Olbyakos. Um, In fact, I'm willing to bet uh, – I might, you know, regret this, but I'm willing to bet that Bauk will next week as well. Um, but, yeah, basically, I mean, panathinaikos they showed signs that they can at least – I wouldn't say comp- – I, I still think Olbiakos played better, but Panathinaikos at least competed in the game. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, Obviously, I- a far cry from what we saw last week in Ajax against. them. Yeah. And <laughs> also a far cry from what we saw Pauk do at the Karaskaki when they lost 3 0. So that has to be praised. I feel like Matheneko still is a very legitimate chance at Europe, even if that result makes them drop out of the top, top, five, uh, top four. Sorry. Um, obviously, it's only two points. So a very legitimate chance at Europe for them still.
1: We'll see. Yeah.
0: And uh, okay, I guess that sums up the this week's results. We'll just go through the table quickly before sure. we wrap up for this episode. So, Olibiakos in first place on seventy-six points, twenty-two above Aris, and uh, with seven rounds to go, that does mathematically secure them the championship. Um, Aris on fifty-four and second place, and third place Falk with fifty-one, as well as Aik on fourth, also with fifty-one points. Uh, fifth. Place goes to Panathinaikos with 49 points, five points below at sixth, Asteras Tripolis with 44, which wraps up the playoffs. We then move to the playouts with Volos and Yanina leading the pack with 38 and 34 points respectively. Um, Apollon, Atromitos and Lamia, third, fourth, and fifth respectively. I always just treat them basically as you know <laughs> the mid-clubs because it changes, but it doesn't really change doesn't affect um, anything else 30 29 and 27 points respectively and uh, the, ex- the relegation battle which is probably one of the more exciting ends of the season um Ophi with 24 points and sixth Larissa in with 23 points and seventh and rock bottom in the relegation spot is Pantolikos, having dropped down there this week with 21 points We forgot to mention it but larissa is finally gone from that last spot so yeah. <laughs> that will that'll wrap up our episode for this week. Thank you all for listening. Please drop us a follow on Twitter and uh, let us know if you have any questions for our next episode. Just DM us on Twitter or comment on one of our posts. Thank you for listening and see you guys next week.
1: See you guys. Thanks. All
0: right.